welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to talk about the latest episodes of Doctor Who's episode 7, actually. We're way over the halfway mark now, and it's called Kablam. Um, so we'll, we'll see if that uh, was a, a Kablam with us, or a bit of a uh, poof, noise. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Batman sound effects here, actually. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that was one. <laughs> no, I don't think it was, no. <laughs> I don't know what Batman series I've been watching, but... <laughs> But first, of course, let's do the news. Now, there's not a lot to talk about this week, um, but the one thing that did sort of crop up um, whilst we'd sort of been away um, is that Starburst magazine um, have reported that the BBC have confirmed that Series 12 of Doctor Who will broadcast in, well, next year, basically, 2019. Now, this hasn't been confirmed by the BBC... Um, but the article says here the BBC is happy to go on the record about the programme's short-term future. Um, so they said, yes, it will um, it will be released next year. Now, there's been a lot of counter... So they're happy to go on the record that the programme's got a short-term future. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now, anyway, it says that um, but there's, there's loads more rumours going around... Um, after that, because um, there's other things going on around, something like Chris Chibnall, um, by all accounts, signed up when he signed the contract to be showrunner. It was for a three to five year period, apparently, with an 18 month break between series, which would make the 2020 um, timeline seem a bit more plausible, if, if I'm honest. So now, Series 12 has actually gone in, into production. Um, but it said, but now I think that rumor has now actually been sort of squashed or quashed, not squashed. Yeah, squashed and quashed and scotched. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, now other rumors are going around. It looks like if if it is going to broadcast next year, it could be a truncated season, uh, which means we, we might only because the parent, the BBC. So the rumors go the, again. These are just rumors um, that the BBC because they're so pleased with the impact this series has had with viewers they want to sort of keep it going they want to make sure the series goes out next year but because it takes so long to film apparently the rumour is it's only going to be like six episodes or you're going to get five episodes next year and the remaining five episodes in 2020 you get a split series but like they did with um, uh, what was it series seven yeah Doctor Who so, and series six, for that matter, was it? They split that one up as well. So, yeah. um, but it wasn't seven was the one that split over the two years. Though, that's right. It? Yeah. So, so much so, it's like watching two completely different series, wasn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Um, now, honestly, it's now sort of like coming up that, that there's all, it's all this sort of speculation that now going around as well that Chris Chibnall's also going to quit after series twelve as well. Um, so, I, I don't know if there's any truth in, in this at all but there's also the other rumour going around as well if Chibnall goes then Jodie Whittaker's going to go after series 12 um, as well so uh, I mean what do you make of all this Paul do you think it's just the um, people just sort of putting two and two together coming up with five or just or, or doing the what well, seems to be the usual thing as soon as the, uh, an actor's appointed the role of the Doctor they're always immediately trying to come up with when they're going to leave leave right, the, only, the only thing on that 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 I would say it wouldn't surprise me is that uh, Whitaker will go with Chibnall. Yeah. If Chibnall goes, Whitaker will go as well. Yeah. 
That's it. That's it. But that may that may follow to a certain extent anyway. If if somebody new was coming in, would want to have their own doctor anyway. So that may not, you know, that wouldn't be necessarily a surprise. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to believe that Chibnall didn't know what he was letting himself in for. Well, it could be. It could be. I mean, or maybe you know, as that as I said, that that other that thing that came out about he signed up to a a three to five year deal, a showrunner yeah. with with an eighteen month gap between each series because um, you know the pressure of writing it, filming it. Post production, etc., etc. So, I mean, I can under well, I can understand that you know the it's a long it's about nine months it takes to film a series of Doctor Who. Well, I, I mean, from that one, the pressure of writing it, I think we can all give him an idea of how to ease that. Well, yes, indeed, indeed, <laughs> based and, and, on some of the earlier episodes of this. Exactly, and, and, and just be a script editor. Yeah, and show I mean, right. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, you don't... nobody's nobody's saying to him, "You've got to write." Seventy percent of the the series, no, that's which it. he seems to have taken on board doing, or sixty mm. percent. Well, I, I was trying to think back to how much RTD wrote for the first series. Um, I mean, obviously he, he was trying to make his mark, and I've, I've got a sort mm. of, of you know the, the reason why Chibnall's written so many of this series is to make his mark, and I think he's certainly done yeah. that all right. Um, yeah, you know, certainly, for, but for better or worse, you know. But then that's that. That's your decision, then, isn't it? Mm. You know, if you if you want to have that much of a hands-on thing, yeah, then you've got to accept the pressure that's going to come with that. And if you don't want that sort of pressure, then you've got to work out how you can take a bit more of a back seat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now the thing is, that I've got no. I mean, I've got no. Or you don't do it. Yeah. You know? Well, I've got no reason but, to, to to disbelieve Starburst magazine's um, article. I mean, they you know they obviously spoke to someone at the BBC, so they, they this is what they yeah. were they were told. Um, whether it's actually true or not, um, we shall see. Time will tell, won't it? You know, time will tell. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think I mean so far they've had a, a, Starburst had a pretty good <laughs> sort of track record because they they revealed back in September that the Christmas special would not be a Christmas special, you know, it would be shown sort of after. And they got that yeah. right, you know, um, which we sort of spoke about, uh, was it a couple of podcasts ago, wasn't it? So, yeah. Um, I think even then it was, it hadn't actually been confirmed by the BBC when we spoke about it. So I, don't, I can't remember where we got our, um, where we got this information from. But, um, oh, well, we've said that, I mean, that's been proven, right? Um, maybe, you know, Maybe they will be proven right. You know, if it's going to, into production now, um, it could be ready for an autumn airing next year. I would have thought so. I mean, there's a there's a question of. I know it takes a long time, but if we're talking, what ten months? Yeah. To go start at this roughly the same place as we did. This year. Hmm. I, I would have thought if it takes more than that to do ten episodes, then realistically they'd never be able to do it in a year. No, never, never. I mean, they must have been doing that previously, been able to do that previously. So, 
Well, I think the... Um... Otherwise, we'd never have had a yearly series. Well, no, exactly. Um... And a yearly series of 12 episodes where we've only got 10 now. Well, I think the, the it used to like, like take about 10 months to do 12 episodes. It's taken a nine to do, yeah. to do 10. Um, and yeah. obviously, the episodes are slightly longer as well. For, for you know, for each, for each of the, those ten yeah. episodes, so um, yeah, I mean, effect, effectively, it's the, it's the time span of um, of nearly of nearly the the twelve, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give give or take a few minutes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it's you know, it's all you know. There's an awful lot of rumours going around. It, it does make you wonder where, where half of these rumours come from. Whether it is someone just starts something on a forum somewhere or it is general you know generally genuinely is um sort of rumblings from within the uh, the BBC yeah or the yeah. production I mean, nobody, team or whatever you know yeah nobody really knows and it only needs one person to get the wrong end of the stick somewhere as well it doesn't have to be maliciously started oh no wrongly. no no exactly so, it's just you know complete as you say <laughs> as you say two and two equals five and, yeah, you know, and that's usually what most of these rumours are. You know, I mean, if you think about the the stuff that the, the press have latched onto um, in sort of like over the years, um, you know, the stuff about you know Harriet Jones is the Red Dalek and stuff like that. You know, it's <laughs> or was it Adam was Davros? I think was the other one, wasn't it? <laughs> Just because that, that thing in the middle of his head. Yeah, so I mean, obviously we'll we'll talk about this as we um, as we as we get more news, and I mean we yeah. we don't usually deal in the in the rumor mill, but I think it's because there's been it's been the thing. No other been, news. No, there's news. No other news. It's the thing that everyone's been talking about. There is no other news, really. Not not that you know it, we think it's, it's worth talking about. To be honest with you. So. Oh dear, but there's one thing that's always worth talking about, and then, and that is stats, isn't it, Paul? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it is. So uh, let's go to Omega Stats Corner. <laughs> now, the overnight viewing figures for Kerblam, um, it was watched by 5.93 million viewers, which is a 28.5 uh, total uh, TV audience share. Um, that's according to unofficial um, overnight figures. Um, yep. I think that's slightly up on the previous week, I think. Yeah, only slightly. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. yeah. Although, obviously, last week and this week are the first two that have dipped under the six million. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, and doomed, doomed. <laughs> yes, the the the, the, the doomsayers are out in, in force now, aren't they? Um, it again made it the fourth highest rated program for Sunday and tenth uh, for the week ending eighteenth of November. Yeah. Um, and the final figures will be out, of course, next um, next Monday. So, um, but I think the the highest one for the day was the launch of "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here," which, of course, the stars uh, Doctor Who's and Torture's very own John Barrowman. Um, that had 11.3 million viewers watching, which you would expect for a, a launch yeah. of a very popular show. Um, Strictly Come Dance results show 8.99 million. And Dynasties, the David Attenborough series, um, got six point one three million. Yeah, which which I watched on Sunday night. And it was very very um, interesting, actually. We're about the penguins. Is he playing the Joan Collins part? <laughs> no, I think he's playing the Michael Prey part. Actually, oh, <laughs> he's playing the Prince of Moldovia or what the hell it was he did. <laughs> 
some made up principality they did for that. Um, hmm. Yeah, and, and ITV The Chase got 4.4 million viewers. That's up as well, actually. Yes. That's actually... So I, uh, but, it's, the, it's, it's, it's the Bradley Walsh bounce, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It certainly is. Crikey. But, um, yeah, I, I haven't got the um, the AI yet for that one. But, uh, but anyway, um, Demons of the Punjab, um, the official ratings for that was um, 7.48 million viewers. And that's according to, mm. to, to Barb. So using the, the Barb four-screen dashboard, um, it was 7.23 million watched on a conventional TV, 139,000 watched on a PC, 61,000 people watched it on a tablet, and 51,000 watched on a smartphone. And that makes, um, with the, the, the total TV audience, makes it the eighth most watched programme week ending 11th of November. And, and top of the week was Strictly Calm Dancing with 11.55. The AI score for Dims of the Punjab was 80. Um, again, scoring higher with uh, female viewers. I would expect to, to have got a higher AI score of that, considering that... Um, uh, the Saranga conundrum only got only got seventy nine. Yeah, I, I I think we know what we feel about this. Yeah, um, and yeah, I'd have thought of more than eighty. Yeah, I would have thought so. We'd have certainly rated it. Well, yeah, that. I think we we certainly would have done. Certainly would have done. Um, yeah, that's that was peculiar. I, yeah, I don't understand eighty, but considering how well received it was by people, um, yeah, I expect the appreciation score to be. Um, Back to where it was around about the 83 84 mark again, yeah. You know, but hey ho, hey ho. Um, it just sounds it's only the people that don't like Doctor Who that are left watching. <laughs> it, it does seem like that, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it certainly seems to be the not my doctor brigade, anyway. So yes. they, they appear to be still watching, you know, to complain about it. You must watch it to complain about it, so yeah. Oh, well, there we go. So that's it for the news and stats for this week. Um, so coming up very, very shortly is our review of Kerblam. So for another week then, that was the news. Okay, everybody, uh, we're now going to talk about Kablam. Welcome to Kablam. Kablam's the biggest retailer in this galaxy. This came to me in a delivery. Some man is missing, and I don't think he's the first. I might start to suspect that you're responsible. And this week, before we uh, go through what we thought, we're actually going to start um, this little section off with the feedback first, which is what we thought we'd mix it up again this week. So uh, thanks again, everybody, for um, all your feedback. Um, again, very, very um, very appreciated from everybody. So um, first of all, we're going to go through the f- uh, Facebook feedback. So first up, we have Jeff Waddle. Hi, Jeff. Um, he says, much better than what I feared. Seven episodes in and still don't feel that Jodie is the doctor, though. They said it was it was to be an ensemble, but if this is it, I don't like it. I, th- I like the Doctor to lead things. Creepy robots, murderous bubble wrap, industrial sabotage. Again, 70% great, 30% awful. No real villain again. Sigh. Okay, so Jeff's a bit bit uh, mixed mixed on his, his opinion there. So uh, thanks, Jeff. Uh, next we have Andrea Gill. Um, enjoyable, but not sure I can forgive them for making bubble wrap scary. Okay, thanks, Andrea. 
And next we have Martin Havel from that Bad Wolf podcast. Uh, Martin says he um, enjoyed it. Felt like something from the RTD era. Lee Mack was surprisingly good. A decent story. This would have made an awesome big finish audio. Thanks, Martin. Next up we have Craig Hanson. Uh, Craig says, suspenseful and fun with some nice twists. It's a shame about Kira. If there had been space on board, she would have made a great companion. Thanks, Craig. Next up we have a uh, previous guest on the podcast, James Rockcliffe. James says, if Moffat was Everybody Lives, then Chibbers must be Everyone Dies. Still a nice fusion of Seventh Doctor with early RTD eras. Uh, Killer Bubble Rap is pushing it a bit, though. Also thought Graham was closer to Bradley Walsh than he's been to date. Okay, so different opinion there on the on the bubble wrap. Thanks, James. <clears throat> Next up, Robbie Bond, another previous guest of the podcast. Hi, Robbie. Um, Robbie says, I heard a cry. That was me, mate. Wasn't impressed, to be honest. Something's been niggling at me all season thus far. Until now, I think I've been opining quite positively. But Jodie's Doctor, it's not the female thing. I think it may lay more in the writing. But the Doctor doesn't feel like a renegade Time Lord woman, more like a scatty human woman. Not seen any real gravitas. Maybe by season's end, we'll get some. I don't know. My enthusiasm is starting to wane. Like back in the day when you tried to convince yourself Delta and the Bannerman was good who. And hashtag bubble wrap of death. Okay, thanks, Robbie. Uh, next up, John Michael Lindsay. Um, John Michael says, I found this one quite entertaining. At last, the Doctor brought about a resolution to a story, but again, it's a strong ensemble piece as opposed to just strengthening the Doctor. The premise was a good one, and again, well-timed in the schedule, considering it's the one before Black Friday. Well, that's quite true, actually. Um, it seems to be going in peaks and troughs, but at least next week's looks like another high point. Okay, thanks, John Michael. We have a couple of uh, Twitter feedback here as well. So first, we have uh, Daniel Martinez. Uh, Daniel says, six and a half out of ten. Amusing gal galaxy-esque robots and some interesting ideas, particularly with the ends justifying the means, but the dialogue early on felt unengaging and slow, only to abruptly ramp up in the last 15 minutes, and I just couldn't follow it. Haha. <laughs> Hope that Series 12 improves from this. Okay, thanks, Daniel. And the last bit of Twitter feedback from David Gale. Oh, dear. David says, This is the worst series of Who ever. Wrong writer, wrong actor. This was best of the series... But, but but any other year, it would be the worst one. Okay, thanks, David. And lastly, um, email feedback from Ian Key. Our usual um, email from Ian. Um, thanks again, Ian. He says, Evening, gents. Not bad, but nothing to write home about. Honestly, not got anything much to say about this one. It was a bit meh. Although that may be doing it a disservice. We'll have to watch it again. Thought it plodded along, but not really with anything new plot-wise. And the twist that Charlie was the villain of the piece wasn't really a great shock. I was going to say great shock then, actually. Um, I'd, I'm hunting wabbits. I'd hope that it was revealed that the bubble wrap was the weapon it would lead to being the nesting consciousness in charge of the Kablam men. And it was actually a secret Auton plot to take over the universe. Looking forward to the Witchfinders next week. Cheers, Ian. Okay, um, thanks uh, everybody for sending that in. Um, yeah, but a bit of a mixed bag there on the yeah. um, on the feedback there um, with people's sort of um, perception of it or sort of enjoyment of it as well. Um, so, what did we think about this? And it's my turn to sort of go first, isn't it? Um, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, now, unfortunately, yet again, I've only been able to watch this once. Um, so, a lot of this, this is coming from distant memory because now recording the Wednesday night and about the last time I watched it was when it went out on Sunday um, 
And I must admit, I did find this one a little bit slow, to be honest. Yeah. I really did. I have to also say, this is the first one in the series that I haven't watched twice. And just because I couldn't be bothered to make time. Really? Was it? Was that the? Was that the reason? It, it wasn't. It wasn't that it was so bad. But I'd have had to have either got up and watched it before I went to work, mm. or actually stayed up to have watched it yeah. in the evening. Yeah. And I wasn't that drawn to doing those. <laughs> Well, there's one thing that sort of um, I sort of noticed that right at the very beginning when they're in the TARDIS and the Doctor's son's still getting used to to flying this thing. Again, do you think that is another episode that was meant to have been earlier in the run? Considering we're, we're like episode seven, maybe. Yeah, I, I just made me wonder if it was, this one's meant to be earlier in the run or not, but. Um, but, Maybe I mean, as was pointed out earlier about the fact that the timing of this one before mm, Black Friday, yeah, which I hadn't actually. No, I hadn't thought about, thought about that either. I mean, I, I was just purely looking at this from the the satire on companies like Amazon, yeah, really with the you know what's been reported in the press about the way they treat workers and you know it's it's all done under this sort of facade of where you know. Like like we're doing in in this with Kablam, you know they're they're all called teammates and you know and everyone's happy and you know and, it, and it's nothing but that and everyone everyone works to a a schedule and S, you know, and service level agreements and you've got so long to do this before you have to move on to the next one and which we we all know that's what's happening with Amazon and I know from bitter experience because I happen to be. One of Am- I work for a company that's one of Amazon's service providers. Because you know. I was delivered by Amazon. I was delivered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send myself back, mate. I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> Two days you sat in the back of a van waiting. <laughs> Why they said we called, but you was out. <laughs> yeah. So as I was saying, I work for a company that is provides a service to Amazon, and they are. Um, yeah, I'm obviously not going to name the company I work for, but they are um, Amazon are not a pleasant company to deal with, to put it that way. Mm. So, um, so I'm, I'm not the first person. I won't be the last person to to go on record and say they are just not a nice company to work with. Um, however, this story sort of kind of mixed that up a little bit. Um, it started off with kind of they're not a nice place to work for. Um, but then, as it turned, it was actually the automated system, the Kablam system, that's actually trying to get help. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. From what and, everyone expected of this to be a um, straightforward satire on Amazon and these sort of companies that take over and do everything and whatever. Yeah, it actually ends up basically with the person who's trying to. Um, support workers' rights and whatever, mm. being the bad guy. Yeah, almost like a, like a. Well, I suppose you could say I'm going to say a left-wing activist, really. Yeah, it's basically what how, you know how it sort. Of, well, I say it sort of come across to me, which was a bit. That that's actually sort of quite. I don't know. Is, is that a brave thing to do? Because you don't usually get that kind of thing. It's always you know the, the doctor's always there for the downtrodden, and he he was one of the the downtrodden. Yeah. Um, but then, 
the doctor made that sp- and I was sort of skipping around a little bit here. the doctor made that speech at the end saying about you know it, it's not the it's not the system you know it's not the system really it's it's how you use it is, yeah. is important um and I can I can kind of get on board with that really it it, it doesn't sound right coming out of the mouth of the doctor though no like, like I couldn't imagine the doctor getting excited about receiving a delivery from Kablam. I could see the doctor saying it's one of the worst things possible to to ever receive. All, yeah. the, all this cheery facade and you know, um, yeah. But I can't remember what the point I was going to make now. But anyway, yeah. So I, I just thought it doesn't sound like the doctor, to, you know, to you know to do that. Um, and then also sort of to, to well to, to be to be honest, we grew up on Pertwee, and 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 the and the big business was always the enemy. Oh God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I think I think what that that speech was. It, okay, it was targeted, at, you know, at Charlie um, in the show. But I think it was sort of targeted at the likes of Amazon as well, um, because you know it, it is that thing. It started out as uh, you know some guy selling books online, yeah, and it just grew and grew and grew into this absolute monster of a corporation um, who will just try and steamroll over any competition. Yeah. You know, they must be number one. And the, and the way and the way the system is being used, you could argue, is the wrong way because, you, know, you know, avoiding paying tax, treating their workers badly, etc., etc. So I suppose I should add, allegedly, shouldn't I? <laughs> allegedly. I was going to say, I, I'm staying out of this conversation about not paying tax. Yeah. Oh, all right, Jack, pull the ladder up. <laughs> when it goes to court, you say, it wasn't me, mate. <laughs> it's nothing to do with me, it was him. I'm just sitting here watching me Amazon Prime. <laughs> just waiting for the next series of Grand Tour to start. <laughs> Which, by the way, was the only reason I bought Amazon Prime. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I didn't... Yeah, I, I was okay with it really it, it just seemed to be odd for the doctor to come yeah. out with that to me anyway it, it just seemed a bit off not off but I, I'm, I'm using all the wrong words here tonight it just didn't seem a doctory thing to come out with at the end but hey. I mean, in some ways it, it, it was it gave it a nice twist it was the only way they could give it a twist really wasn't it mm. thinking about it i mean yeah. unless you're gonna do it a straight down the line yeah story then to bring in somebody who'd be against the the machine, it's probably has to be for that reasons. Yeah, I mean, I know the sort of, you know that you know his plan was to, you know, prevent that automation of making all the you know yeah. humans you know basically redundant and everything. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, it, it's I suppose you could say his motives were okay, but that his methods weren't. To be yeah. honest, um, but then I, I mean, I suppose. I mean, again, it's another another story where the human is the villain. Yeah. Um, which I must admit is getting a little bit samey now, to be honest. We've only had one. We've only had, really had one story so far, and that was the the Tenzer. Um, or Stens, Tenzer, Stenzer. Well, I, you know, I even Stenzer, forgot. Yeah. I've even forgot what they were called now. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, in the, in the opening episode as the bad guy and ever since then it's just been you know humans are the bad guys um i think it's like yeah we get that we know humans are bad we do a lot of stupid things and nasty yeah. things to each other and and other species that we've that we've got on this planet so um yeah and i, I don't know 
really, it's nice to have a little bit of escapism there and again and get away from like yeah. humans are stupid and nasty, really. But yeah, yeah, and and just to have, just to have an out and out villain. Yeah, with no redeeming features. No, exactly, exactly. That that would be, uh, it would be good. I mean, the thing was though, the Doctor did actually solve, you know, the uh, resolve the, the you know the situation this week by you know blowing yeah. blowing stuff up really. Um, and and, and, took and, a and also stand and to go into the right. Okay, we've had enough of this. Now people are dying. I'm going to take action. And stormed into the main office and whatever. Yeah. Um. I thought that was yeah a bit more doctorish. If yeah, you like. exactly, exactly. Um. Yeah. So I, yeah, I didn't mind the story. I didn't mind the um the Kablam robot cyber. I thought they were suitably, um, suitably sort of creepy. If yeah. You see what I mean? Just sort of like you turn around, they were just sort of standing there, sort of grinning at you, with with that sort of very calm and. Almost sort of like how nine thousand sort of type voice where it sort of like sort of lulled you mm. into a sort of false sense of security on the way they just sort of be staring at um Yaz uh through through the um in the warehouse through the shelving. Yeah. That was always quite quite good. It's always like every time you're sort of there there was they were they were all sort of there in the, sort of lurking in the background. So I thought that, that they were used quite well, actually. I, I, I did quite like that. Um yeah, and I thought, yeah, so I I just thought that was that was really good. I thought the um the early Kablam robot though was a little bit um Well someone said talky toaster out of <laughs> out of Red Dwarf. Which I can kind of get on board with actually. Um I was thinking more of Vincent out of the black hole, to be honest, but <laughs> Yeah. That sort of small sort of like sort of spherical sort of robot thing. Um yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see the talky toaster parallel there. To be honest, <laughs> I, I mean, I think the uh, the robots. I think think people saying about that the lookalike to the uh, bus conductor in Great Show. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, unrelated. To be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if. Well, that was well, isn't it? Done on isn't purpose. it still the model unit who I think who made? I'm pretty sure yeah. Mike Tucker and the model unit made um, that robot for for Greatest Show, and they also do the you know build the stuff for the for the new series as well. So I, yeah. I think you're right. There definitely is uh, some sort of symmetry there, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you and you and you also from that had the uh, messenger coming into the the TARDIS. Mm. To tell them where to go. Yeah, I think like, a few people had a problem with that as well. Breaking down the yeah, transmitting inside the TARDIS. Well, you can you can do what you like with it. The Doctor let it in. There you go, mystery solved. Hmm. You know, when they went out, when they went out, a little note outside the TARDIS saying, "I called, but your, your defense <laughs> mechanisms wouldn't allow me to get into." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a there's a note stuck to the TARDIS door. So, yeah, please, any patches, please leave at number so and so. I've left I've left it in the master's column. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I I, I tried. But, 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 uh, actually, but, one thing I was trying to remember who made this point. So I'm paraphrasing someone. Forgive me. I, I can't remember who it was. Um, but they said the reason. 
sort of all this sort of kind of goes wrong and Kira dies is because the doctor swapped places with um with Graham. Right. Because the Kablam selected the doctor to go and work with Charlie in maintenance. But because the doctor yeah. said I need I need and Graham was meant to be in packing. So because the doctor said, Well, I need to find out who who did they put this packing slip in? So the doctor swapped over, changed her one to purple and, and or whatever it was, and yeah, um, Graham's to white. So he ended up in maintenance, working with the bad guy. So I think yeah. obviously Kablam knew who it was and assigned the doctor to work with him. But of course, the doctor changed it. Yeah, I, mean, I hadn't actually yeah thought about that. No, actually, I didn't. Uh, I can't remember who the hell it was now, but it was a very good point actually. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's yeah, uh, yeah. I hadn't realised that. Yeah, because obviously, the the it does know because it goes after him in the office. Yes, exactly. So, and and it goes and he knows that he's got a thing for for Kira. Kira. So now I I found basically I, it kills her. Yeah. Now I to try and t- t- try to persuade him. That see, see how he likes it, uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not too too sure whether that was the, a, a, a particularly good plot point. Whether you know it was trying to stop people being killed, but it killed someone to prove a point. Almost like the ends justify the means. Yeah, well, I suppose it, I suppose you could say that it's a thing without emotion. So it's now you know logically it's not quite adding up. That yeah, yeah, one doesn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah maybe. My, my, my problem with this, I think actually this episode, this story, if it could have been actually a bit longer, mm. could have turned into a quite good whodunit. Yeah. But yeah. because of the time scale, it really, you don't really have much time, you know, you don't s- sort of, it doesn't have to much time to throw up other characters that you might think, oh, are they? Doing something yeah, wrong. yeah, yeah. There wasn't. Yeah. It's very quick with the um, Slade, the 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 boss person, isn't it? In trying to set him up, but then that almost comes and goes very quickly. It does. Yeah, there, there wasn't enough time to sort of plant enough red herrings, was there? Yeah. I mean, the person who gets the biggest time on their back story and everything is Lee Max character, and he's really not really part. Uh, only in. That he gets one of the being a victim isn't really part of the story. No, not really. Um, as a sh- I thought it was a shame he got killed off actually because I thought he was quite, I thought he was quite good. Yeah, I mean, whether the idea was the fact that you know that he's getting killed off would be um, more of a shock because you wouldn't expect him to be to be bumped off so quickly. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. Although they did sort of flag up that he was going to go and get pumped off, didn't they? So the, the, yeah, they kind of did with, sure. with, the, with the whole daughter thing, and yeah, yeah, and the fact and the fact that it's you know, oh no, I can't let you go down there. I'll have to go there. Like you know, it's well, you know, rather than it just being a sudden, oh, you know, and now, now he's dead. Now, sort of now thing. do do you think that that's another case of Kablam wanted Yaz to go down there to see what was happening because Kablam knew she was with the doctor. And again, it was someone else interfering with Kablam's, Kablam's plan, so he ended up getting killed. Um, 
Maybe, but then why would Kablam be trying to do something to Yaz? Well, no, no, Wait, no, 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 I don't think yeah. Kablam was. I think Kablam wanted Yaz to go down there because that's what where it needed to be investigated as well. Yeah, but then why just why just let she was all she was following him down there anyway, so there's no need to kill Dan Cooper, was there? Well, no, I think that's that's the thing because Dan was just sort of. I think the reason he got killed just thought, oh, it's a faulty, it's a faulty um, robot. Yeah. So that's why he was he had his guard was completely down. He didn't seem think anything suspicious about it. Whereas I think if Yaz was there, um, she would have treated it with a little a little bit more warily, perhaps. Yeah. But it's only because she she did fall in down there because she is naturally inquisitive. So she fell him down there anyway and found. You know his um, his little scanner thing smashed up on the floor. So yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I I just think maybe that, is that another example of you know someone else interfering with with Kablam's like you know carefully laid plans to get people in the right place to start investigating and see what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, because she, she did maybe. escape, didn't she? She she did. Yeah. You know she did get away in the end to go back and tell the doctor. But um, no, I, I just thought it was a shame he was um, he was he was sort of killed off very, very sort of very very quickly actually. So um, now, um, what do you think of um, Julie Hes? Now we had this conversation before we started, and, I, and I've learned the proper way to pronounce her name: Julie Julie Hesmanholsh. You just got Julie wrong. Yeah, end. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Julie Hesmanholsh. Um, what do you think of her role as um, the sort of almost like the the HR person, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I, okay. It's just no. I mean, the problem is, like I say, that her and uh, Slade got absolutely no backstory really to them at all. No, not really. I mean, you you sort of um, find that you know she's always been the one that's got people jobs. She's done yeah. what she's tried to do. Um, the Slade characters had had no backstory at all. No, you know there was no sort of you know what, you know it's. Um, you just find out, yeah, he's also been investigating why um, people have been disappeared. Which sort of makes sense that he's then doing it on pen and paper because he doesn't try if he doesn't trust the computer. Yeah. So you know, but, I mean, everything made you know, to my mind, everything made sense. What what was revealed during this? But um, but like I said, I just just don't really, I just didn't really get any interest in the characters. No. No, I wasn't really sort of rooting for anybody. Um, and actually, I mean, from and, last week's, yeah. where actually the characters did feel, you know, you did get that sense of the loss and whatever mm, with yeah. them. This just wasn't really. It was, you know, ugh, yeah, they're there, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, Lee Mack's character got the most, got the most backstory, and um, really wasn't. That important to the plot? No, exactly, exactly. Now, as we, the you know, the the companions all get their own. Um, sorry, the Doctor's friends. You got to say now. Um, all had their own sort of thing to do this week. Um, and another thing that makes you think maybe this should have been earlier, earlier in the running order was the fact that you get Yaz actually acting like a police officer by putting um, sort of restraining Charlie. That's the yeah. first time she's done that this entire series so far, and we get the mention again of um, Ryan's dyspraxia. 
Yeah. Which is that's been dropped over the last well since the second episode, I think, doesn't it? Yeah. Although to be honest, I mean, I'm, I wasn't too. I thought, yeah, that's fine. Just just mention it occasionally because if you go on about it every episode, then actually people just switch off about it. Mm, yeah. And I think actually just to remind people every now and then, yeah, isn't is okay. You yeah. know, is 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 more of a way if you if you wanna, you know, say that this is something that people suffer from, then fight. That's probably the way to do it. Yeah. And it makes more interesting to his character. I mean, if 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 everything was being a problem to him because of it, then I think you know people. It's just a question of how much does that then start interfering with the actual story, whereas yeah, it hasn't yeah. because they've used it, they've mentioned it sparingly. Yeah, it just seems to it just sort of make what why it's been. I mean, totally. I mean, the whole thing about Yaz being a police officer has been totally ignored. Yeah, over the last few weeks. Um, but yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, sort of, I, I sort of take your, take your point there. Um, yeah, but... I mean, it, 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 yeah, yeah. In last week's, as you said, in last week's one, she failed to spot someone had actually been shot. Yes, indeed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Case closed. I think you'll find, sir. So, um, I think it was James who said that in this week, Bradley Walsh was more Bradley Walsh like. Um, and I kind of agree with that because you know a lot of the the, the, the dialogue he was given it was all, all right cockle it was all a bit a bit yeah. matey but well, very Bradley Walsh really so um, it's only sort of towards the end when he was he was sort of pleading with, with Charlie to to you know to get out of there yeah that it it, be, it become a bit more Graham like to be honest but um, but what do you think of um, sort of Jodie Whittaker this week? Um. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, think I thought the, 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 it was very... I was going to say, that I thought there was a little bit more metal from her this week. Yeah, I mean, like I say, the, the storming into the to the office mm. to say, look, you know, and they're saying, oh, I thought we were supposed to go undercover. And she said, well, that's before she realised people were dying. Mm. I think, yeah, that was a lot more proactive yeah. in actually... Coming up with uh, with what was going on, mm. I think there was a um, another sort of overuse of the Sonic again this week, and we and we've another example of the of the Doctor's new Sonic pose. Yeah, can't just sort of pull the Sonic and point. You've got a sort of it's always you're going to start fencing with it. Yeah, um, which I find a little bit OTT to be honest with you, but I suppose that's what um, all, all the fans that's what makes me love Jody so. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Um, and, you, and you sort of had the fact that, obviously, when they go down the the parcel shoot, now you are sort of thinking, well, why have you, why, why are you having to do that when, the, obviously, there's teleport capabilities on this, in this building, yeah, and whatever, yeah, that you sort of then get. Well, I thought I thought come along later saying, oh my, you know, so close to regeneration or whatever, my brain's still. Scrambled and mm. should have thought of this earlier. And she actually does use the the teleport. Yeah, it was sort of saved right at the end, though, wasn't it? Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I thought the bit on the conveyor belts when they go down is it, it just put me in mind of Attack of the Clones and the conveyor yeah. belts, and we, and we all know how that turned out. So um, yeah, I, I yeah okay, it was just a bit of I just found I mean, it was sort of like it, yeah, it wasn't 
the greatest episode of Doctor Who ever. It's certainly not the so far. It's certainly not the, not the worst one this series. Actually, actually, just just off topic. Actually, oh yeah, actually, you just mentioned Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I just saw that ITV are obviously starting to show all the Star Wars. These on a Saturday, yeah. on a well, Saturday yeah. night or Sunday night, whatever, whenever night it is, Saturday night. But they're saying the original six films. That's right, they are, aren't they? We're sure it's the original three. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Plus the other three we bolted on before they started doing the other to ma- ones. To make, out, to make out it was actually set before the original three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not really sure that you call all six original films. Anyway, no, that, exactly. that, that was just a side point that just sort of made me go, hello? Yeah, I know. Sort of, um, yeah, sort of those prequels sort of answering questions that nobody asked. So. <laughs> oh, oh. Getting back to this episode, talking yeah. about yes. Anyway, uh, back to Doctor Who, Doctor yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, we also had the soup from Ghostlight. Yes, we did, didn't we? <laughs> Do you know what? There was, there was the more you sort of think about, there's there quite a few calls back to uh, um, Sylvester McCoy's era. Yeah, you know, with with the the robots, the uh, as you say, the um, the soup and all that. So <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, and you can imagine sort of like McCoy stalling into someone's office with that. Yeah. You know. And and, and having started off with the we're go softly and we're go on you know, not to be noticed. Yeah. And the next thing is taking centre stage. Yeah, precisely. Precisely. So now what do you think of the bubble wrap thing? Because I thought it was quite a like a well, I, 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 I hate, hate using comparisons is. to Moffat, but it's taking that like he did with the Weeping Angels and um, the um, Vashon Arada. It's taking those everyday objects. Well, what it, what it does say is the women were even more deadly than we realised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's what it was, wasn't it? It was that, that was the idea to... Um, it's obviously an idea they like. Um, doing yeah, take something mundane and make it yeah. scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't mind it. I say I didn't, I, I didn't dislike this story. I, I, I just didn't mind it. I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever. Um, yeah. it was. Just... I mean, what, what? I mean, rather, I mean, an idea that yeah, if you burst something, then it can either explode or mm. you can get some sort of virus out of it or something like that. Is, yeah, yeah, uh, a fair, fair enough idea, I think. Yeah. And the fact of yeah, if you're gonna set something in a um, sort of shipping company, whatever, yeah, then yeah, bubble wrap's the most obvious export. Everything would come wrapped in with some sort of bubble wrap. Yeah, so. indeed. Yeah, does I just might wonder in, in packing though why there wasn't more accidents? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah that, that's so. Let's sort out the staff. Yeah, exactly. We were just yeah. messing around, didn't it, really? <laughs> and of course, I've got, I've got to mention right at the beginning, we, we get the, the package that is delivered to the Doctor from Kablan contains a fez. Um, yes. Which was a nice little callback to Matt Smith. Um, See, so again, this is, this is what really sort of... And she mentions what, Agatha Christie and... Yeah, with the wasp what and a, all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, so, you know, sort of the like, stories that it oh, it wasn't going to reference, it wasn't going to reference. Yeah, back exactly. It, it, for for no. this talk of you know, we're not looking backwards, we're looking forwards, and we're setting our you know our own sort of mythology. Yeah. It's referenced um, sort of previous 
eras of Who, um, sort of on a, you know, fairly regular basis, to be honest. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think Chris Jewell did say that, that you know it, this is a series that new fans or people that don't know anything about Who can jump on board with. Um, yeah. But at the same time, he said there would be stuff there that would. Um, yeah, I mean, as long know, as it doesn't, you know, it's not critical to the story no, that no. you understand the, yeah. the reference yeah. then and that's fine as a little throwaway thing it's sort of you go oh yeah he's talking about yeah that's it yeah that's all, that's all you yeah. need to know really yeah the other thing that I've got to say about this the mm. person who played um, Charlie yeah I was couldn't help thinking he was a bit Chris Addison light yeah. <laughs> yeah I know what you mean there actually <laughs> And that sort of took it away from my, my, you know, how what did I think of his performance? Because well, at least he didn't go squee, did he? So. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> or he might have done when he got blown up. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. No, I mean, yeah, it, it it was an okay episode. It wasn't anything to write home about. Um, I think it's no one of those ones. If if it's on, if it's happened to be on the telly again, um, yeah. I, I I mean, I, 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 I will I will it, watch you know. it again. I will watch it again. Yeah. Um, it's you know, it's just that I would have had to have either lost some sleep somewhere along the way. And regular listeners will know that. Yes, indeed. Really. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought that just sort of. I mean, I've, I've only got anything more to say unless you because you, you usually think of something else after we finish recording, don't you? So I'm yes. I'm giving I'm giving you the chance. Is there anything else you want to say, Paul? <laughs> uh, no, I think that is basically. I don't think there's really. Much more to add. Like I say, I think it could have been a good who done it. I think we could have had got a bit more character realization um, that we actually cared about people. Yeah. Then uh, oh, I've just oh, I've just grown cold hearted in my old age. <laughs> uh, then I think yeah, I mean, and it could you could have turned it into a good who done it, and you could have had then Yaz doing some detective work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just sort of it sort of. Went along a bit slow at the at the beginning, and then suddenly just ninety miles an hour for the last ten minutes. Which is, I mean, a lot, a lot of people have said this. It, this was probably the most RTD story we've had in a, in a long time, and that's very RTD. It's all yeah. very very quickly wrapped up. Um, yeah, I, I didn't find there was much of it, like you know, with um, RTD as was that Deus Ex Machina solution. I didn't think that was part of the solution. In this particular story, yeah. No, I mean the solution was quite good yeah. and, and quite yeah. believable. That, yeah, just make them all just basically teleport to to here, and then open their own parcels. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that that that, that seemed a a fair and quick solution. Yeah, that's that it. The doctor could come up with. Yeah. I mean, again, we've had a, a small cast, a small tight story. In terms of people involved, mm-hmm. no big. I mean, I suppose. I suppose in the scheme of things, this was the most trying to cause as much destruction as possible story we've had. But yeah, um, yeah, just not really. You know, no, no, the whole world's doomed, and we've got thirty seconds to save it, sort of thing. No, we haven't had those. I mean, so far anyway, we haven't had those sort of like right. universe-threatening yeah. um, adversaries, have we? Or, or plots. No. Um, which you know it it, it makes a no, change. No, I mean I'm, I'm not. It? Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not moaning about that. I mean no. that's uh, I quite like my who like that. I think. Yeah, it doesn't need it every week. No. 
doesn't need it. I don't it. think it hardly needs it at all, really. No, but, no, it doesn't. You know. it, it certainly never used to, so... No. No. Anyway, anyway, there we are, there we are. So, um, next week's one is The Witchfinders, which I'm quite looking Mm. forward to, actually. Um, That period of English history is quite bizarre, actually, the whole um, sort of persecution of people they thought were witches um, is is just crazy, it really is. So, I'm actually sort of looking forward to to that one. Um, But basically, including that, we've only got three episodes left. We're nearly done. We're nearly done with this series of Doctor Who. I mean, it's it's um, I think it's, it's it's rattled on sort of quite quickly, really, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I might have just noticed this might have an unofficial audience appreciation index of eighty-one. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Okay. So just, it's just for just for those those people who can't wait for next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, have been, and have been feeling listless since we didn't do it in the stats. <laughs> Uh, you see, we're, we're the caring, sharing podcast who thinks oh, who thinks of our, our listeners' uh, feelings. That we. <laughs> okay, everybody. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I will now have have the Who's He podcast union onto me because I've taken Omega's job. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and we're not allowed. To, we're not allowed to touch that. So now here, here, be on strike for next week. <laughs> that's it. Equity. That's that'll be on to you now, mate. Yeah. You haven't got a card, have you? <sighs> No. no. <laughs> if there's an actor out there called Paul Connor as well, mate, you're a bugger. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. You have to change your name. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So next we've got the Witchfinders. Then after that, we've we we obviously uh, we know the uh, we now know the final two episode titles. It's uh, it takes you away, and the finale, the Battle of Ranscor Av Colos, written by Chris yeah. Chibnall. So we'll we'll see how Chris Chibnall handles the season finale in a few weeks' time. Yes. So uh, there we are. So um, that's pretty much it for this week then. So we're going to wrap this up. So we'll be back next week uh, to look at the uh, the Witchfinders. So until then, it's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.